Okay, you good? We need anything? Um, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right, let's keep going. Just being the behind the scenes is very funny to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I also like keep like looking and being like, okay, you're not listening to the podcast. You're on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like two or three times I've been like oh I'm about to go do this and I was like wait <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's just ADHD a mental illness Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I just want to eat bread and desserts and get all fat and sassy. Fawn. If you're not wearing nails, then you're not doing drag. Flapjack. And I'm popping up and ready. Saliva. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, it's Saliva Godiva on the pod. Hi, Saliva. Whoa, how are y'all? I'm walking on sunshine and heels as always. So, Saliva, what are your pronouns that we should refer to you with today? Uh, I am she, they. Ooh, hello, she, mm-hmm. they. Well, we are so glad to have you on the podcast. Um, Saliva, how, we're going to do a little bit of an interview episode with you later on, but could you just tell us a little bit about your drag character so that our listeners who may not have met you before um, are familiar with you and your background? Um, yes, uh, I am Saliva Godiva. I am uh, sort of the drag queen from hell. Um, very filthy, very ferocious, and I am from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I grew up at Spite. Yeah, if y'all remember, if y'all are listening from the Birmingham area. Mm-hmm. So were you raised like in the in the bathroom in the back or... I literally, uh, yesterday I was going through my phone and I found a video of me unclogging several of the toilets <laughs> spikes after one of our shows that is and i was fully in a santa outfit with just my boobies out (laughs) (laughs) iconic so just like a little dip into the past oh my god i was actually stalking your instagram like i went back and saw some deep cuts from the saliva days like back in like 2018 2019 because I was preparing to chat with you. I had to do my homework. Um, but I didn't know that you were clogging toilets, or, well, unclogging toilets at Spikes. Oh, I was doing both. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-way street. <laughs> well, today we are going to be talking about the season finale of Dragula Titans. And Fawn and I were just thinking there's no way we could do a season of Dragula Titans without the one and only Saliva Godiva. So we're so excited to have you. Um, but I have to ask, the holidays just happened, Christmas just passed, how was everyone's merry, merry days? Um, I did, um, Christmas with, uh, my partner's family. This is, uh, also, like, my first Christmas, like, going to a partner's. Oh, wow! Yeah, and then we're actually doing Christmas tomorrow with my mom, so... Oh, so yeah. the, oh. the festivities are still going on. I live, I live. Yeah, the festivities are still going on. So we'll see if Christmas is still a bust. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fawn, what about you? How was your Christmas? Um, Christmas, we did Friday with my dad's side of the family. And it was not boring like it normally is. So <laughs> that was good. And then Christmas Day, we always do my mom's side of the family, and we played games. It's also the more problematic side of the family. Fawn is just out here dragging their family on well, a public podcast. And then <laughs> the wild thing is, like, yesterday, my aunt on my dad's side of the family had to go to the hospital to get her appendix taken out. Oh, well, yeah. Merry Christmas. And apparently it bust while they were taking it out. Like, it's not good. It I just got real dark early on in the podcast. Out? Yeah, like, it wasn't fully out yet, and it bu- burst. Wow, I just got real dark early on in the podcast. I mean, it also kind of sounds like my sex life, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Having sex with busted appendices. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think 
I think that yeah, my appendix isn't busted by the end of it. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely on brand. I feel. Um, yeah, I, my Christmas was pretty good. I actually got this really cool gift. So my grandmother passed at the. Oh God, was that the beginning of 2022? Might have been the beginning of 2021. Oh God, I should know that. But anyways, she passed away recently. I think it was 2021, and my parents like found these old 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 paintings that she did and we didn't even know that she did it and so like I, they gave everyone one that was framed and it had like her signature and everything so it's really cool it, i think it's like my favorite gift that i got it was like totally unexpected and just really neat and it was funny because like she painted like a cabin in the woods but it also sort of looked like my house so that's really cute i know Aww. it's gonna be hanging up in my jungle room soon um which is where we are recording right now um, it's like a Christmas gift from beyond the grave. I know, but she does not need to visit me as a ghost of Christmas past. That's that's okay. She can, she can stay. Um, <laughs> what about for New Year's? I mean, th- by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be right around the corner. Do y'all have any shows going on? What are your plans? Anything you want to promote? Um, I am not booked. So I'm honestly just going to go out and try and enjoy New Year's mm. the first time in a very long time. Because I somehow had New Year's gigs even through COVID. <laughs> so I was just, I need a break. Yeah. I, I, I feel like New Year's is always a, a weird one. It's like, I don't know. There's so much pressure to have fun. And I... I always end up not having the time that I really want to have. I, d- I do have a show at the quest this year. So if you are looking for something to do and you're in the Birmingham area, come on out to the quest club. I'm not sure exactly what time it starts. Check out their Facebook page, but the um, it- it's going to be like well before midnight. And then we're going to end the show with like a balloon drop. So um, come out to the quest club. I know like for me, for the longest time, I was always at redacted bar for um, new year's, but ever since like COVID, I've had New Year's off. Oh. So it's like last year I went to Atlanta for New Year's. This year, Mark and I haven't discussed shit. So I don't know what we're doing <laughs> for New Year's. I've just kind of been riding this week. It's my week off. Like the one week off that I get every year, like the entire company is closed. So like nice. I just get to relax this week and catch up from like being overworked for the entire month of December. <laughs> so I like haven't wanted to think about any of that. Fair, fair. But you know what we do have up in January <gasps> that we can talk about on the pod now? Oh my God, I'm so excited. We've got Drag Bingo at Highwire Brewery. Yay! Ooh. I'm so excited to be yelling, oh, 69. <laughs> and B11, of course. B11. B, B, 11. Yes, coming out to Highwire Brewing for Drag Bingo starting at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, January 11th. It's going to be a ball of a time. Um, but anyways, I think that it is time for us to jump in to the reason for the season. That's right. It's Dragula Titans. <laughs> Episode 9. Okay, what have we thought about the season overall? Like, I know that there were some qualms with the finale, but, you know, just as before we get into all of that, like, for the season overall, what were our thoughts? Um, I'm going to keep watching it, but there was, um, <laughs> it was a little um, up and down for me. The twink drama was a lot. Mm. Um, and I feel like I don't remember most people's outfits as much as i just remember like what was happening drama wise that's fair honestly that kind of tracks Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's a great way to put it because i do think about a lot of the drama and that's what i kind of get more i have stronger opinions about um but i i will say that i think out of every show i watched this year including the one i was on um this was probably one of my favorite drag competitions that I watched. Like I was very excited to see what would happen each week. So for me, it's definitely been my favorite one of the year. Um, And like, I think the, the top outfits are the one or or the top drag looks are the ones that I remember the most. So um, like I I remember Coco's Dungeons and Dragons look like that's, that's one that really sticks out in my brain. Yeah. The Dungeons and Dragons episode had a lot of memorable looks. Yeah. And there was another one. Um, 
Oh, Eva's uh, water. Oh yeah, fish. The under the Same. sea, oh, deep sea creature. My favorite look from the season. Same, honestly. Between that and Abora's angel look, yes. Ah, uh, there were a lot of really good ones this season. Yeah. Um, I wish that we got to see a little bit more drag and a little less drama, but overall, I really enjoyed Dragula Titans. Yeah, it was a good season. I enjoyed it. It, I mean, like it was the first of its kind, so I didn't know what to expect going in. Right, because there's always some kind of twist, especially with Dragula, and especially with it being like their version of an All Stars. So mm-hmm. there's a, things that I would change, but I still enjoyed it, and I would watch again. I feel. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if it was because of our fantasy fag roster that I actually was so enthralled with it yes. this season. Because, um, Saliva, are, you're familiar with our bet, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So at the beginning of the season, for anyone who may not know, we Fawn and I split up the roster. We did like a what we call a fantasy fag roster. And whoever had the winner on their roster got to pick a tattoo for the other person um and now that we know who the winner is it looks like fawn will be getting that tattoo (laughs) i started this episode with hoso and victoria still in the running and fawn had coco on their roster um but i have to say i was biting my nails the whole time until that very end anticlimactic ending i i was like oh my god am i gonna get this tattoo <laughs> i kind of thought you were honestly <laughs> i i was i really did like also do you want to see the tattoo let's save it for the end okay i'll see it at the end but um fun fact uh me and angel also did this uh <gasps> during um believe it was season three. Oh, really um, we hosted it at our uh, redacted um, but she got to pick out a tattoo for me and I did not get to know what it was, which is why I have this. Oh, oh my God. I didn't know that y'all did this exact same thing. Oh, oh my God. Oh, it's a penis. <laughs> I love that. Uh, she was very creative in her uh, choices. Um, but yes, I have a penis on my foot for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, you can always get your foot amputated. No big deal. Uh, one day one day it'll be a good it'll be a good drag look um well who did you think was gonna win dragula titans i have been team coco the entire time Mm. same 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 i was i was i was team hoso but it's so funny to me looking back because i remember when we were picking out our rosters i was like neither of us had picked victoria until like about the midway point and at one point i was like wait victoria's on this roster I should probably pick her. So <laughs> it, it worked out. That's all I'll say. Um, we knew she was going to be in the top three. <laughs> exactly. Just from the get-go. This is what, her third season? Yeah. It, yes. I mean, does Resurrection mm-hmm. count as a, a season? I mean, if the Boulets count Saint as an actual winner, I would say that it counts. Okay, that's fair. It's that's a competition, fair. regardless. I can see that. Okay, so coming in from last week, we saw Eva and Astrid get eliminated. Um, did y'all see on the edit, like they had the shady edit of Eva? Do you know what I'm talking about? In the last week on Dragula Titans. Oh, how it cut out before it's I am. Yeah, she said, I, or you have not seen the last of, <laughs> and then the trap door fell. I lived. That was hilarious to me. Um, then the episode opens and they we see the Boulets back in their boudoir from episode one. Um, they tell us that we will see the final floor show to determine who will be the first Dragula Titan and that they've been saving the best surprise of the season for last. Can y'all tell me what the best surprise of the season for last was? I'm... I mean, it was a surprise. I will give them that. Wh- what was? was? A surprise? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was confusing. <laughs> was like, was it that there was one floor show instead of three? Maybe. Yes. Um, when they first said that, I really imagined them like having to take the three looks they brought and just having to be like, all right, I'm going to take the pantyhose from this one, <laughs> the ears off this one. We're wearing the bra for that one. <laughs> Some sort of Frankenstein monster. Which I think it that still turned out like that in a way. Yeah. But not as bad as I expected. <laughs> <laughs> 
I honestly, what I thought it was, um, was when they really, once they, and I might be getting ahead of myself, but once they went to the main stage and they mentioned the four tenets of Dragula, I thought that they were just going to add a fourth runway and have a drag runway in addition to the filth horror glamour. Maybe that was like the big twist. Um, but drag. Yeah. I, I, of course, I don't know what you would. The fourth show that we were given is kind of what I would have wanted as the drag look. The one that, Mm, you know, each individual tenant, then everything together. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say, Oh, what was what is the like the winner? Like, what is the title of the winner? Because they they kept saying different things. They were like, at one point, they was like the ultimate titan of Dragula, and then another time it was like the first Dragula titan. You know, it, so and I think at the end they were like the titan of Dragula is. So I don't really know what the <laughs> title of the winner is, other than winner. Do you know? I have about just as much idea as you do. Mm. Um. I think I think they're just America's next drag superstar. Um, okay, so after we see their opening with the boudoir, the top three enter the the competitor boudoir, and they talk about how it was sad to see Eva and Astrid go, but they're all they all seem really happy to be there in the top three. Um, Coco said that she thinks she stayed over Eva, even though she only had one win. Um, because Coco takes bigger risks. So I have to ask, is this the top three that y'all expected to see? Uh, I think so. I mean, they're all, all three of them are very strong. More or less. Like there's a few, like that could have been up there tight contenders, but more or less this is, yeah. I'm really happy Coco did better than her original season um, or their original season. I, I did not, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't expect them to be in the top three from, from the get-go um, just because we didn't get to see as much of them in yeah. season four. But it's it's really awesome that they got to come back swinging. I thought Abora would have gone a lot farther too. Honestly, That yeah. was my opinion as well. I really thought Abora was going to come in and sweep the competition. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I like what she did on the show, though. I do think that she made some of the best looks. I, I agree. thought she was going to win <laughs> until I, she went home first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the bubble burst a little bit there. <laughs> um, one thing that Hosa mentioned uh, mentions is that she thinks that Eva's elimination may have been because of the consequences that they had mentioned all those episodes ago, yeah. since it was her and Eva who had been in the bottom on that episode when they mentioned the consequence, like one of them not going was the consequence. Um, d- I don't know. Is that what I you mean? That was? wasn't. And I mean, the boules basically said that's what the consequences were for. Mm. Like, when they eliminated oh, Eva, yeah, they basically right. said, yeah, that's the consequence. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. So then they go to the main stage to hear about the floor show. And they tell us that in this episode, instead of a fright feat, their first step to proving that they're the next Titan of Dracula's America's superstar. Um, they, they need to prove they can speak publicly as a guest on the Boulay's podcast. Um, and I was like, Oh, relatable. I wouldn't know how to do that at all. <laughs> um, they also tell us that the main challenge is going to be con- to conceptualize and produce a floor show that encapsulates all four tenets of Dracula, drag, filth, horror, and glamour. And they'll be lip syncing to the the song Ascension by the Boulay brothers. And also, I think this is like the extended version that we got to see on the episode. Cause I, I have listened to the um, regular one and it's not quite as long. Um, and they also mentioned that they will be judged on their performance this season, how they do during the interview and their performance in their original season. I think that's a little dumb. Agree. Agreed. Yes. Um, I, it should just be for this competition. Right. Honestly. What's the point of bringing back people that didn't do great on their original season if they're not going to be able to win? Yeah, that, that is exactly my thought process. Also, like as someone who went and lost a TV show relatively early in their season, I'm like, I think you should be able to come back with a clean slate. I don't want you to be looking at what I did all these years ago when I went to film this show, you know, like I I would rather be judged based on what I can do now. So I thought that was a little bit of an odd choice. And anytime I I feel like you hear something like that on one of these shows, you're like, Oh, some fuck shit's going down. Um, It means they knew exactly who they were crowning. Yeah. 
So true. Um, Okay, well, why don't we take a little break on this podcast, and then we'll come back and hear about the other podcast. And we are back, and this time, it's not flapping and fawning. We are going to be listening to Creatures of the Night. So what do we think? Of this little interview moment. Uh, the interview was cute. Um, it literally just occurred to me. I know this is like further on probably in the interview, but at one point, uh, Victoria insinuates that Coco and um, Victoria fucked. I, I yes. Like, I really was like, oh, they just fucked in real life. I was like, look at them. They're just saying all the tea. And then I was like, <laughs> wait, it's from the episode, the wrestling episode. Oh, oh yeah that's what they were talking about oh yeah it took because me a minute when they, they talked about that, that. <laughs> first I, th- of all i was like i would like to see mm-hmm. second of all <laughs> no that just clicked for Wild. me also didn't they say I, I, like i know that melissa has like a pretty public twitter where she like posts her nudes and stuff didn't they say like victoria does too yeah i've seen victoria's um it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> she should monetize that. I mean, she's a winner, baby. You know? I mean, Dolly's got an OnlyFans. I don't know if they still update it, but I know they do have an OnlyFans. Oh. I follow the Twitter. Work. All, all for research, right? Right. Um, I need to start using Twitter. I'm so old. <laughs> Twitter is I the use best. it literally for porn. <laughs> I enjoy Twitter. Like... I, Elon Musk is making it kind of frustrating, but like I, I, I use it for everything. Like I tweet, I was tweeting about Dragula Titans and stuff, but I also use it for the darker side as well. I'm secretly on Tumblr still. No, you're a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, I am. Wait, they can't see me. I can't, I can't make hand jokes. Oh. <laughs> um, for our listeners who are not watching, which is everyone, um, Saliva nearly spit out her drink. Um, I So at the, at the top of their podcast, we got to kind of see some behind the scenes for their podcast as well, right? Like they play the intro. We see Ian DeVogler. We see them all sitting there. I do kind of wish they had microphones to give us that moment. Like that makes it look a little bit more like they were recording a podcast. Even if it wasn't real, like even if they were just dummy mic. Yeah. I think it would have been nice. Um, and I also didn't expect for all of the, I thought they would be doing one-on-one interviews, not for them all to be there at the same time. I thought that was kind of an interesting element. Um, one of the things that was like interesting to me was how different of a dynamic each interview was. Like I feel like with Hosos, it was very, it, it was very meaningful. And I felt like it was, it was kind of lacking that lighthearted side. It was like, it, this is, uh, it, it's a big deal for my family. It's for me to win. It's a big deal for my community back in South Korea. Right. Because she didn't want to move because she's such a staple in her own community. So that's why like yeah. she doesn't want to move, which also um, so amazing. Go ahead. Um, it might be the, um, I'm so used to the RuPaul tic tac, um, mm-hmm. like meeting that one-on-one. I was like, why are they bringing them out all three at once? It like felt more like a kiki than like everybody being able to like put out their story, you know, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Especially if the challenge is to like speak publicly. Like I, I think it's a little bit easier to do that when you're surrounded by your friends. And when you don't have a microphone in front of your face. Yeah, that's that's true. Um but yes, I feel like Hoso's was very like meaningful, very personal to them, whereas Victoria's was extremely lighthearted. Like I Oh, yeah. I didn't really see any point in which they they asked Victoria to really speak publicly and to like and to give that that message like what like everything was lighthearted with Victoria it felt yeah. like. Um but I want to know what drag daughter she would have the abortion of. Well, it's Dahlia, right? That's what I would think. 
Is it Donna? Yeah, that's also what I'm thinking as well. That's what my mind oh. went to, but it, I just need confirmation. Is there... I know the key behind that, but I thought it was weird for them to like bring it up. Oh. Like on TV. <laughs> Not to say like too much. But... Well, do you want to bring it up on our lowly podcast? Um, well, there was some stealing involved from <gasps> one of the House of Black members, oh. but that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. Um, so that explains why they said the whole thing about they take everything from you. Interesting. Um, yeah, I agree. That, that did... I don't want my grandma brain to get like all 50 of their family members confused for each other. <laughs> <laughs> Say the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, they, they do seem to have so many. I mean, uh, Victoria, Dahlia, Opulence, right? I feel like I'm... There's... Waka. Waka Shame? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is there someone else? I think there's like a few that are like out there, like just at the bar that are just like working in their scene as well. Mm. Like some like, little babies that aren't like quite as well known. Interesting. It's just a big ass family. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, <clears throat> and then I feel well, like. I can say ass, right? Wait, say again. You can say ass. Oh, we say oh yeah, we can cuss. Mm-hmm. It's explicit. Oh, wow. This is not for children. I probably already have, but that was the first one where I said, Yeah, it's okay. Fox News um, knows that we are doing this legally and explicitly, and it's not for children. So, children, stay away. But also, hello, you can listen to the whole thing and it will um, give us money. So, thank you. Um, the Also, for Coco's, I felt like hers was probably the most moving um interview to me coco to me had going in just to the podcast and like leaving that segment i was like oh coco's getting the winning edit right now yeah i I, when she when she was talking about like it's not about like the it's what you do with your reign you know i really thought oh she's got it she's gonna or they're gonna win yeah yeah so how many of y'all have like done a pageant before me Uh, i don't know if you yeah, and go on to, like, that interview portion, and you always see, like, three of the queens show up in a suit, and you're like, oh, they mean business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when she walked in in her interview portion suit, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's about to dominate the conversation as soon as her mouth opens. And honestly, I think that Coco did. I, I mean, they looked amazing, and they had some really wonderful things to say. Um I don't think they missed a single opportunity to give a good reason for why they should win. Yeah. Coco like killed the podcast. Really? They they really did. Um, Yeah. What did y'all think about them doing the podcast on there? I mean, we haven't seen this before, right? Um, I liked it. I really felt like they're just trying to like plug. I felt like, they kept trying to plug the podcast and the tour <laughs> throughout, mm. and I felt like this was just a big plug. <laughs> I yeah. feel that. Also, <laughs> granted, also a like if plug. if they hadn't done the podcast, though, what would the episode have been? Maybe they could have had one runway, three runways, right. <laughs> 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 or maybe they could have done four. Honestly, I'm not I mad about four same i I, like any chance for more drag is good i think um the i i do like that they did the podcast but i feel like it could have been much 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 shorter and we could have gotten a lot more drag in this episode um but i thought it was nice to kind of get that final moment with them to hear them kind of plead their case and and talk about what as a bigger what what it would mean for them to win on a larger scale like in the in the greater scheme of things I, i i was happy to hear that um okay so from there they move into prepping for their final floor show everyone's discussing their concept and they also kind of do like one final plead of their case to the camera for why they deserve to win um coco tells us that they're going to be doing a black widow spider inspired performance hoso tells us that they are uh gonna have this insect cocoon that she's gonna burst from to be the insect queen anytime that i hear a cocoon mentioned on any drag television (laughs) show my my mind goes immediately to season seven of drag race with jasmine masters it's gonna be like a cocoon (laughs) i'm gonna come out of a cocoon like a butterfly no i i feel that i think about that too but was rent free in my mind i'm getting ahead of myself i don't want to um 
But yes, for and then finally, Victoria tells us that she is going to be doing a performance that's themed around keeping your childhood roots close to you and using that to your advantage later in life. And she's trying to create the perfect Victoria in this performance. Um, um, I will say that building an entire uh, stage show um, day of does seem a little last minute, right? Yeah. So okay, I'm I'm glad you brought that up though. How much of this do y'all actually believe was done there? Because they very much made it seem like this was all done in 48 hours. But I, it, it absolutely was done in 48 hours. She probably had everything done costume wise, and then just had to build the set. Yeah. But I just think it's weird that like she just read somebody like last episode for like making something last minute, and then I'm like, are you making stuff? I don't think it's bad to make stuff. I feel like that's part of the show. Right. I, yeah. I, I do think it's like the fabric of the show. I, I wonder what we weren't seeing. Like maybe Victoria's was more complete than, than Coco's or anyone else who was working on things more last minute. I, I'm not sure. Um, but I mean, cause we always see them doing those last minute, you know, additions. There's always something going on and I don't mind it. Same. Um, I like it. Me too. I like seeing a peek behind the creative process <laughs> curtain. A peek behind the coffin. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what were y'all? What were y'all thinking in this moment? Like, were y'all wishing that we got to see the final, the final three uh, runways, like we usually do in Dracula seasons, or were you happy with this combo? I was not happy with the combo. I'm very much like more is more. I would have liked a fourth addition yeah. to the already three runways and just had like a mega just uh, palooza stravaganza yeah well, <laughs> the- i mean <laughs> for me i like the idea of merging all the tenants into one look for titans like that just makes sense to me but we still could have had each of the tenants individually so like that would have been the fourth one. Like yeah. th- this, this just was like half of what it should have been. They should have also yeah. done the three. I could see that. We also never got to see Coco at the final three. Yeah. Yeah. See, but that was one thing I kind of wondered, right? Because like th- when you do the individual top three tenants of drag or of, of Dragula, I wondered if they were concerned that anyone who had done it before, it would just be kind of a retelling of what they had already done. Because I, th- I think like Hoso's, for example, theirs was so personal to them and to their story. I really think it was like what made sense for them to do for their filth horror glamour runways. And I don't know how they could have added to it. Because to me, it was perfect. I'm gonna be but honest. that's also kind of like part of the you're on a Titan season. You've got to figure out how to up yourself from your original season. So that's not really on the show. That's on yourself. Fair. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. Well, it's time. It's time for the floor show. What did we think of the Boulay's look? I, I like it, but I want that corset in the middle, like four inches shorter Mm. i had to sit here and really look at this look and be like okay if i look at like each piece i like it but then all together something was off for me and i feel like the midsection just needs to be just taken in i agree either that or taken in tighter at the waist like snatch that in a little bit more to give it a little more shape either like shorter or tighter in this, and it would have been right. This look reminded me of when I was growing up. And this one time I went into my brother's room and I found this sock that was so dry and crusty. <laughs> it just held out straight and flat. You know, it was like, it was like that. Like there was no movement to this outfit. You know, the it was Boulay's just outfit looked like did a cum sock. Did you find your brother's cum sock? <laughs> <laughs> I plead the fifth. Um, <laughs> but yes, the Boulay's are giving their best, um, cum sock extravaganza with how this is moving. A cum sock would kind of be a great drag look, really. You're welcome. From from my um, mind. <laughs> I'm trying to get on my like Rolodex. I remember one queen that did a sock look, but I cannot remember what her name was. <laughs> oh, a sock look? I don't know. I haven't seen a sock look. I haven't um, either. 
I, I've, I've seen Twat Weiland do the glove look. Oh, yeah. They have, like, gloves all over their body. Um, okay, what did y'all think of the song? Before we get into the performances, what did y'all think of the the Ascension? Would you listen to it on your own time? Um, it's one of the better Boulay songs, I would say. Um, nothing can, like, really compare to my favorite, which is... Time to die! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which just it plays in my brain like twice a day yeah. whether i want to or not <laughs> i i enjoyed it i honestly so tbh i don't really listen to their other the boo pauls um i don't really listen to them if i'm being honest but th- i thought that the song was good i probably would listen to it again because when i did when i did my like second or third rewatch of this episode i was like you know this is kind of a, a bop like i would I would get down to it. It's I think. probably something that I would listen to. I haven't listened to. There are other Dragula people that I do listen to their music, but like this, I typically don't listen to the Belays. Who from Dragula has music? Dali. Oh, really? I mentioned this last mm-hmm. week on the pod. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. It's I love their music. So Isn't good. Does Shrewd also have music, or do they just play musical instruments? I know they play. They're in they um, loot. They're in the music video for Dolly's whatever. Really? Which one? Is Are they it? like a lizard? No, they just look like a drag queen. I have to say, did y'all see that video of Astrid, Hoso, and Coco? Like, they went out on the town. They were all d- done up in pink, like the plastics. Oh, they yeah. I saw cute. a picture of it. They looked very, very cute. Um, <clears throat> okay. Let's fawn or flop these performances. So if it's your first time listening to the podcast, we have a very sophisticated system here for whether we like or dislike what we are seeing. If we like it, it's a fawn. And if it's not our favorite thing, it's a flop. And if it's the best thing we've ever seen, it's a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. So before we get into this, I feel like we can't rate this on the look alone, right? So like, what are we fawning and flopping here? I guess the entirety of the presentation. Yeah, performance plus idea and costume. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Concept, costume, performance. Costume, concept, performance. CCP. Um, Okay. Well, let's start with Hoso. So, what? How would y'all describe Hoso's look and performance? Definitely a fawn. Um, I don't, I didn't know if I was just thinking that right off the cuff. But, no, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, but also, like, I could do you think just think that it's reminiscent of a lot of things that she has done in the past? I don't know if that's her maybe trying to reference those. Mm. Um, but it's. It felt like something I've seen, but I liked it was almost a gown with long arms at first. Um, I really enjoyed that. But whenever she got out of it, I was like, that's it. Yeah. I wanted Mm -hmm. there to be something more elaborate underneath. Like if you're revealing to something, it has to be better than what was on top of it. Yeah. I Um, uh, hard agree. You hit the nail on the head. I don't think the green lighting choice was made that, outfit difficult to see yeah um because everything she was wearing i believe was green and then there was green light on top of it because they said that they were able to pick the stage setup so she right. chose the green um i also th- the other two i think picked red yeah well one was like red like coco's was red and then victoria's is more like a yellow orangey color um now, I, I did think it was a fitting performance for Hoso. I think it made sense with their character. Yeah. But the way that she described it was that she's in this cocoon and then she will break out and be like the insect queen. And I just did not get insect queen from that second look. It, it oh, was, no. It, yeah. The first look was so incredible. If you're going to start with something that incredibly detailed, just like Saliva said, you've got to reveal to something that is just as good if I mean, but better. really needs to be better but at least just as good and it just felt like, like a bodysuit 
Imagine, like, if she had, like, big wings and then, like, the two backup dancers, like, they were so big that they had to unfurl them. Yeah. You know, like, something like that. It needs to be, like, something adding to a story arc. I will say... Um, But it was a good look. Yes, I think it's a good look, too. And I'm seeing... I feel like we're seeing a lot of this sort of trend now. The long arm things. Like, I feel like this is the third time I've seen that in 2022 on a drag reality show and i don't only remember one i only remember evie evie oddly oh evie did do it that's the fourth time then but and i'm not saying it's necessarily bad because i don't think any of these entertainers knew that someone else did it um but i'm pretty sure it was on espana it was on uh season two it was on uh all star seven with evie and then someone also did it on um that singing show queen of the universe oh well i didn't watch espana or queen of the universe so that would explain why I haven't seen the other times. But also for me, if we're going to talk about this, we also have to address that like they were supposed to encapture glamour, horror, and filth. And I just didn't see a ton of glamour here. That's I fair. feel like she's always kind of missed the mark on glamour. She has her own perception, but when it's like going to that category, it's to a specific idea of what glamour is. The yeah, Boy yeah. Brothers have kind of set a standard there, and that's what they're looking for is something a little just to make sure, like, hey, you can like do like a little tip spot at brunch, you know, mm-hmm. just real quick. That's like it's time to get pageant ready. Yeah, because I mean, Hoso on season four for glamour of the finale was fantastic. Mm, yes, yes. But it's it like was. whenever Hoso has to blend it with other categories is where it falls short sometimes. Do y'all feel that y'all would struggle with a particular tenant if you had to pull them all three together or all four together? Cause I, I do think it's a hard four to pull together. I think my hardest uh, one, go ahead, saliva. Oh, I think both my strongest and my weakest is filth. Um, I feel mm. like I'm like very naturally just gross on stage. <laughs> um, and that's where I like, I don't ever have to think about it. But sometimes when like actually conceptualizing a character for filth, I get a little lost. Whereas I feel like the others I like got down. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, for me, filth would definitely be my hardest one because I can do glamour i can do horror filth would be my hardest one to add into all of that i think for me it's horror um i mean uh, obviously i went home on camp spirit with camp one and kiki so <laughs> i still don't think you should have gone for some that reason, by the way because i watched it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for watching i have some opinions we'll talk about it <laughs> oh i want to know i want to know uh, <laughs> um but yeah i think i think it'd be horror for me okay so overall for hoso is it a flop or a fawn I think it's a fawn. Fawn for it's a strong fawn. Strong fawn from saliva and fawn for me as well. Good job, Hoso. Well done. Um, okay, next up to the stage, we have Coco Kane. How would you describe this one? She is giving you a little black widow moment. The way it starts with her eating the backup dancer's like neck, it I was immediately like Yes, this is it. Who would want to top Coco? I feel like we didn't use that soundbite enough this season. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck did you get? <laughs> I did not expect that to tickle your fancy so much, Saliva. Oh, I got serotonin. <laughs> um... Yeah. There's something about the lip prosthetics with this too. Like there's so much detail in this. And for me, oh getting a spider look to look like a realistic spider and move like a spider and it like come off really well like this is not an easy thing to do. My my favorite part was at the beginning, like with the like when she was just crouched over the backup dancer oh, yeah. eating him. Like I, I thought it looked very scary and and but also it i I thought that she did a very good (laughs) spooky but in a fun way um i think that she like really incorporated all three very well here like she looked glamorous she had the filth with like the blood and she was also at the horror i mean i hate spiders i don't like big old things like that so that was 
that was scared scary to me <laughs> i mean this one was my favorite saliva what were your thoughts um i really liked the of it all i don't know if y'all could hear that oh, I, was, oh, like, I thought you were making noise. spider sounds yeah <laughs> it was yeah no the slurping at the beginning this mm-hmm. is my favorite one i felt like it brought all the tenants together yeah. and it wasn't like the most inventive idea in the world but i think it was like a classic concept just done really really well and that's also something i think that the boulet brothers are like looking for yeah Yeah. i i agree i i didn't when i heard black widow spider i wasn't super excited about it because i was like oh i've seen a lot of people do something like that but this this was very next level um I will say I do wish that more had happened with the performance for her because I felt like we had seen her do a lot of the things that she did in this performance like throughout the season like certain dance moves. You've seen her duck walk with the spider to make the spider legs look not the not the spider but I'm if I'm if I'm remembering correctly I I believe she did like a duck walk kind of move in the witch the witch episode and then she also is always very good at being very slow and sexy and and I was like I was hoping to see like this is that final form. This is that last thing that you did that, that really puts it over the top. And, and for me, I didn't quite get that. Um, but, but by no means am I saying this is bad. Like it, it was a very, very good performance and well done. Um, I do think it needs like one more thing. Like maybe if like she was rapping one of the background dancers in like a oh, web yeah. or something, like they all, they could be a fun dance moves with webs. That yeah. Would have been cool. But I, something tells me like they weren't told like, how much they could do yeah. on stage because it seems like one person brought a stage production and then the next two kind of brought like what would be like a theater or a bar number right um and so i'm just like how much did y'all let them know that they had control over because i feel like most people like if they're able to told like i'm able to bring this and this they're going to because like that's what's expected yeah i I do think it's a little unfortunate that they both did like kind of or both Coco and Hoso did bug themed things, you know? Yeah. Um, I, when, when I heard that, I was like, Oh no. So, I mean, it automatically makes Victoria's stick out in a, in a, just a different way to me. Um, but overall, I think we're beating this dead spider. Uh, is this a flop or a fawn for y'all? Honestly, uh, it's a fetch for me. That's what I was about it's to a say. Fetch. Yeah. I also am going to give it a fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. And I think for me, it's just a fawn. But well done, Coco. It was still very, very, very good. Um, last but certainly not least to the stage, we see Victoria Elizabeth Black. Um, now, her performance started out with some really old videos of her, like home videos, like making like a horror movie or, or being in like Halloween costumes or yeah. something like that. And I thought that was a really cool way to start it out. I will say when we when it first started, I didn't realize that I thought we were going to watch each of them individually because of how much focus it had on Victoria right at the start. That is one thing with Dragula. I wish we got, when they do performance challenges, I wish we got a little bit more of the entirety (laughs) of their number and not just all like the super cut mashed together. Like it's a super teaser. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I think that she just had more of an opening than they did. Which is probably why I feel it was like she got a whole cutscene. Yeah, yeah. Like she had like a. It felt like almost like she added on to the mix. Like she yeah. had like this whole like intro and stuff that wasn't part of Ascension. Or as I feel like the other two started with just the song. They yeah. may have had an intro that we didn't see, but that's what I was like trying to say. Is like, was she told? Was everybody told how much they're able to do? Right. I mean, one got a lot more production value and time put on it than the others. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's shady or anything. I think it's, they probably something, something production. Yeah. It, it also may have been like a, she just asked, can I do this? But the others didn't. I know that w- when we were preparing for camp on like there were things that I didn't necessarily think of like to in preparation for with the talent shows but we would get emails and the sugar breakers would be like so one of the campers asked 
about this question? And the answer is this. So it was like we were all on the same page rather than just answering that question to that person specifically. So I wonder if they maybe just Victoria asked the question and they answered her one-on-one rather than letting everyone know. I don't know. Um, Maybe she replied to an email and the other two read it. (laughs) Yeah, that's possible. (laughs) Okay. So what, what did y'all think of the performance overall? Um, I loved it. Um, it was a little confusing at parts, but I love the childhood videos yeah, in the yeah. front. The body was so realistic. I've seen one of her plastic heads of her, and it looks just like her. Yeah. Um, there's one at the auditorium in Asheville. <gasps> really? I was mm-hmm. I was there like not long ago. I didn't know that that was it was one of her heads. Um, yeah, it's in one of the cases uh, beside the bar. Priscilla put it up there. Oh! Well, now I have to go back. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really entertaining and this is the most alive that I've seen Victoria performing <laughs> Yeah, like on screen for this show like especially this season like she was like in it and you could tell she was very confident and I appreciated that Same. the look however was a little kind of an afterthought compared to like she has this grand set and then the look is a black dress. So when she put all the body parts together and turned that contraption around, that was her saying like, that's how she was made. And she's like a Frankenstein Mm. character. So is that like after it turns around the monster moving or is that still her? Yeah. I I was like a little like, the storyline i understand it but i didn't quite get that switch off i wish that i wish she had had more of a quick change that was really dramatic that we we wouldn't wouldn't have seen coming with that turnaround you know that would have been really cool yeah. um I, I but i i liked it overall i thought her dance moves or, or like her her choreography was the most complete out of everyone's um I kind of felt like Hoso and Coco were like, okay, we're going to do this at this point, but then I'm going to freestyle. But I, I felt like Victoria knew everything she was going to do from the beginning to the end of her performance. Um, I, I will say though, in terms of the tenants, I thought it was lacking a little bit in the filth. Yeah. Um, like I, I get the idea of the body parts, you know, is kind of filth, but it, you know, she's got all, all, she's got tubs of that goop that she would put on things. You know, why didn't she put some goop on the body at least? Damn. On the dancers, just the dancers. Yeah. The Give us some like, goop. I get the horror and I get the glamour, but where is the filth? Horror. Yeah, I feel that. Okay. Well, overall, is this a flop or a fawn for y'all? It's a fawn. It's a fawn. It's a fawn for me as well. That is three fawns. Well done, Victoria Elizabeth Black. All right. We're going to take a break and then come back and discuss that graveyard crowning. Was it a crowning? I don't know. It was something. It was. Hello, welcome to Flapping and Fawning. I am Saliva. Here are your hosts, Flapjack and Fondel Wood. Uh, redacted. <laughs> oh, is that your redacted name? Yeah, I just go fawn by fawn now. Oh, it's just fawn? Yeah. Oh, well. And I just go by Flap. the old school version on accident. <laughs> <laughs> we were back at Redacted Bar. I still have that mix um, that you and Milky did of um roxy from chicago where we replaced it with like fawn and fondell and fondell wood oh yeah and i'm like honestly if I, pull that out oh, just every once in a while I was <laughs> like, old time it's such a good mix it's funny <laughs> i feel like you might be able to we'll, we'll rework it yeah <laughs> I want to have a mix with my name in it. That's like when Opal came to Birmingham for the Camp Wanakiki finale. Um, she had like this whole Opal Essence in Birmingham mix made that she did. And it was like, oh. Alabama, are you ready? It's Opal. And I was like, ah, let's fucking go. Anyways, okay. The Boulets are chatting after the floor show. Um, and they t- they talk about where they like... We're going to review not just the floor show, but also their original seasons as well. Um, 
so I, I thought it was kind of weird that they did this. And I feel like we've also already talked about it a bit. Like, you know, we, we all feel, I think that you should come in with a clean slate, right? Yeah. I think, yeah, we already touched on yeah. that. It's dumb. I, I agree. One thing that they say is that they, they, they say that this is like the close of chapter one and it's time to change things up a bit for chapter two of the Boulay brothers, Dracula. What did y'all think they meant by that? I think it's the oncoming of season five. Yeah. Mm. I feel like there's going to be big change ups with season five. I feel like I just don't know. I mean, like what? I mean, I I think they're getting bad reviews for the finale of Titans, but I mean, honestly, I think that their process is perfect. I love everything about the way they do it. From what I've heard from like shutter and like AMC, it's the still the highest rated show. Yeah on shutter currently so i wouldn't say like the reviews are bad it's just i think that as actual drag artists like we're sometimes a little more critical than the average viewer very fair um i did did y'all feel like this was the end of chapter one or have we passed chapter one i'm hoping it's just a whole new cast of gals and boys and in-betweens yeah I, yeah, I feel that way too. I, I do think that like in terms of when you look at Dragula and the eras that it's been through, I think that season, I, I kind of categorize season one and two together as their own thing. And then season three and beyond as, as chapter two. So I was, I was just surprised to hear them say that this was like where they consider that they're starting a new chapter. Um, so I'm really interested to see what, what will happen in the future seasons with season five and hopefully another round of Dracula Titans. And Swan even says that they think they will come back and do another round of Dracula Titans. I kind of hope that the property brothers and the Boulay brothers <laughs> will join forces creating a home improvement show for God. <laughs> um, I, I could get behind that. Um <laughs> So, <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Um, the we also oh wait, would they focus on shutters? <laughs> they would. The shutters would shutter. Thank you. That joke took a long time to cook in my head, <laughs> but it came out in the end. Okay, so then it's time for the crowning. So we get to hear a quote from it, they, they're, they're walking the crowning. Or, I, yeah, or like the, <laughs> the grave robbing, whatever it was. Um. Did, y- did y'all see Miss Kitty Leader ATX's video? Oh my god. On this? Yes. <laughs> uh, Saliva, I don't know if you saw it, but I think it's so funny. It's are you, uh, Miss Kitty Leader ATX, if you're not familiar, was on Camp Wanakiki Season 2. And she um, she just has this really strong Southern accent. She, I would say she is a senior drag queen. Um, um, have you seen that one thirst trap photo of her from like way back in the day and she was still like a daddy bear? Uh, I don't think that's way back in the day. Um, I, well, <laughs> not, not too old, <laughs> but I, I thought it was like, oh girl, you used to work. Okay. <laughs> I, know, right? I, I was so shocked when I found out that she was actually like a leather daddy. It, yeah, I don't really know what to do with that. Apparently, I had a friend request sitting from her for a long time. Oh, David, and, it, oh. and I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I went and when you tagged me in that, I tried to accept it. And apparently, she's now got too many friends, so I can't accept their friend <sighs> request. She's such an icon. She probably it, <laughs> this one time I tried to book her when I was doing Flapjack's Flavor of the Month, and we like could not get it to work for anything, and I had to like spell out the entire url for her um i love her to death <laughs> i hope that we can have her on here sometime anyways we get to the crowning and they're walking down the catacombs and we see a picture of each of the fallen titans and we hear probably their most iconic quote from the season um why don't we i feel like we should say them in sequence so like sequential order yeah yeah oh i need a yeah, if you don't mind. So I'll... Why don't... Am I starting? Yeah, you start because Yavska was on your roster. I am giving filth. I am giving Dragula. Then we hear from Kendra. Teletubby toilet bowl. And then we get to my girl Erica Clash. Oh, she swirled and swirled all across New York City. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Abora says she's gonna she uh I'm gonna let all of you fucking have it. And then Melissa says, Love a good tea. That would actually make me so sad though, like to see her. Like, I don't know. Really. And a strood said, and you wouldn't even have to lose that gown. <laughs> and then Eva says, You haven't seen the last of me. And then with this suspenseful pan up, we see the true titan of Dragula is Victoria Elizabeth Black. Yay! Congrats to Victoria. But oh, what did we think of the crowning moment? Flop. Hard agree. I feel like they made her build that set. <laughs> <laughs> Like they were like, oh, while you're at it, you we gotta hang this picture up. Hey, over could you here do on that? <laughs> you got the tools, right? And you got the skulls, the extra spider webs. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I love that vision. Just Victoria, like, well, shit, I gotta work on this now. And it's also like everybody got their like entrance look. Victoria got her promo look as her photo. Oh, she did, didn't she? And then, there's just no photo for. Coco or Hoso. Yeah. Oh. They got nothing in the end. I I just really hate that they didn't do any sort of crowning. Like we didn't get to see her reaction to winning. And I, I realized that we probably would have had something that was produced, like where they had to film all three of them. So it wouldn't have been like her true reaction to winning, but it just felt necessary. Like it, for people who don't I feel like one of the clips that you see throughout Dracula is the crown with the blood. Like yeah. I feel like that's like the signature yeah. the thing that you want to have a clip of to show on future episodes on Dracula on the finale. Exactly. Just like yeah. If strange. If I was Victoria here, I'd be upset that I didn't get my carry moment. Me too. I I bet they all were. I mean, cuz it it just felt so uh, like Wait, that's the end? Are you sure? What if the new era of Dragula, the new chapter, is they don't pour blood on people anymore? What if they were going to buy the crown from her anyways, get her to make it? And then they were like, you know what? She got it. You know what? It's a freebie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I hope she gets like an actual crown of some sort or something. She'll Um, probably make it out of latex. And Right. And like, I get that they are trying to set titans apart from regular seasons of dragula like i get that but there needs to be something that that signifies like you are the winner congrats because like even in resurrection they had a way for them to like to see if they died or if they won yeah like, with the videotapes you know that was a good that was really good it was great and i was just so so surprised that they were really short-sighted with that maybe they just run out of time with filming i don't know um all right. Well, is there anything else that we need to talk about with Dragula Titans? Oh, wait, my tat or the tattoo I would have gotten. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I'm excited. So there's two versions because our friend Kit, also, bon- also known as Bonnie Lash, is the one that mocked this up. So there's the stencil version. <gasps> oh, my God. And then there's the full color ah! version. Oh, okay. This is so funny. Okay. Oh, can you see that saliva? Oh my god. Okay, so it's a little Is it Oh, it's you. It's me. Oh, that's so nice. It's a pin-up flapjack. Have I told you that I want this tattoo? You told me that you wanted a pin-up flapjack tattoo. Yeah, with her like holding the pancakes. So, I didn't know. I was just like, let's do it inspired by the um glamping challenge yeah. from camp. Oh my god! I had a list of things that I had sent uh, Kit for like ideas, and this <laughs> is what we like decided on. I had thought about a deer eating a stack of pancakes. That was an option <laughs> on the table at oh one Lord. point. <laughs> I think that. Oh my god, it's so cute! Oh my god, now I feel like I have the hard part where I can't tell you what you have. Um, oh I, yeah, we're not allowed to know. Yeah, I think I think you're really gonna like it though. Um, I'm nervous. I hope it's a dick, just like what Angel <laughs> did to me. I know exactly where I'm going to get it, regardless of what it is. <laughs> I almost got this tattoo on my wrist, too. If I had a dick on my wrist right now, oh, I would have <laughs> <laughs> Not dick wrist. Um, okay. Limp dick, lick, limp wrist. 
The sign of a true fang. Um, Saliva, where can our listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at saliva underscore Godiva. Just like the chocolate. That's it. Spit chocolate. <laughs> I don't use any other. If you message me on Facebook, expect me to answer back in six months. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Um, okay. Well, we are. I th- that's the end. Yeah. We're done with Dracula Titan. It's the end of an era. It is. It it truly is. Our third show that we've reviewed. I know. We've we've done so much. And uh, listeners, you'll be. Don't forget to let us know what you would like for us to review next. Um, we have a little. Uh, like break from reviewing TV shows for a bit. So you still have a chance to email us um, or send us a DM and let us know what you would like to hear us chat about or leave a five star review or comment on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, please do those things. Only fans. We don't have an only fans, only flaps. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and Fawn Pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flappingandfawningpod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta-ta.